At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thanks for tuning in to Boner Planet Podcast. Watch the full video exclusively on Carbon TV. This show is brought to you by Tinks, Scent Crusher, Camp Chef and Cat Work Truck. Victory Archery and Thorn Broadheads. Cobra Archery and Shadow Hunter Blinds. Burris Optics and Reveal Cellular Trail Camps. HHA and HHA USA. Additional support by Under Armour and Deer Camp Coffee. Hey guys, welcome to the bonerplanet.com podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, and Jamie Nopum tonight, as well as Kevin, even though you don't see him, he's here and he will have him chime in a little bit here. Uh, we are with the high and dry guys. And what that means is pretty cool products that you just probably have never seen before. And, you know, this is a product, just one of your products. You guys have multiple things, but, uh, you know, for me, the bow hanger concept is so critical, obviously and using the product and, and testing it myself and realizing how awesome it was, especially for filming purposes for us, because it allowed us to actually hang bows and do what we need to do. But I can see if you're anybody that's outside and has the yard, this, this product is perfect for you because you could literally hang your bow and in your friend's bow next to it and, you know, shoot, walk away, come back, shoot, whatever you want to do. The bow is secured and hung and it's not going anywhere because it's done so well. So uh, Jason Jordan, welcome to the show, guys. Um, Thank you. I guess tell us how did this come about first off, and, and tell us a little bit about the brand itself. Jordan, you want to roll with that one? Yeah. So uh, the the product started out as a waterfowl product. Okay. Um, Jason took me out for my first duck hunt, and I'm I'm a problem solver, and you know we went out on a hunt on the Trinity River. It was probably 15 degrees. I had a backpack, coffee breakfast, shells, you know, I had all the gear, um, and hop in the boat, we're cruising down the Trinity, we get to where we're going, and I'm like, okay, well, like, what do we do with our stuff, and we're in knee-high water, and we're in reed piles, no trees, he's like, man, we just gotta hold it, and I was like, really, we gotta just hold our gear, and he's like, yeah, man, we're just chilling, we gotta hold it, and I'm like, this sucks, but okay, <laughs> so I've got all my gear, and you know, we do the hunt and I'm just like, there's gotta be a product out there. Right. I'm Googling, Googling. I don't find anything. I see a jet sled, which is like a, a mini boat you pull around, put all your gear in, but I don't want to carry something that big. So I asked Jason, is there anything? Have you seen anything? He's like, no, man, I haven't. So I'm like, dude, we got to change that. So literally the next day made our very first prototype out of a, uh, a golf ball retriever, a telescoping golf ball retriever. Wow. Broke it, threw a garden stake in it, taped some hooks on there. And I was like, okay, I think this is going to go somewhere. And that was 2019. So, have pictures and videos of that. Thing. Yeah. 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 We ran, we ran out of gas on that trip in the boat, too. We were, oh, dude. Yeah. That was, that was the same trip. Yep. Never a dull moment with the Wallace boys. Always That's breaking awesome. something, drowning something, or. 
get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, it started out as a waterfowl product and, and that was the direction we launched. But as it got into customers' hands, people just had great ideas. They're like, I'm going to use it to hang this. I'm going to use it to hang that. We're like, oh my gosh, this is just turning into a totally different beast than we'd imagined. So yeah, we try to listen to the customers as much yeah. as we can. I feel like one of the things that's tough in our industry is a lot of people have good feedback. I, I don't work for any of these other companies out there. I just don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe they've fallen deaf ears. We're lucky enough because we're made in America, because we have uh, connections in the manufacturing world, we're able to take customers' feedback and, and, and put it in use and, and use it. So um, in that sense, we, we've really, really listened and, um, and, and are making changes to make our product better. I think it's one of those things, guys, where it's like, so first off, uh, Jamie has seen this product. Um, him and I yeah, used it in actually hanger, one yeah. of our videos um, when we did our face-off shootout. Uh, Kevin, I don't think he actually has seen it yet. So, Kevin, if you want to, you can look it up on the computer if yeah, you want. It was, it was pretty windy that day, too, um, and they never fell over. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll post, a, uh, I'll post a link, Kevin, in the chat so you can check it out because I don't think you had a chance to see this product yet. Um, but I would say this, like, it, it didn't fall over. You're right, Nope. That's a great example. But I actually left one in my yard. You guys sent us two of them. I left one in my yard. Uh, and we took one to our hunt camp is what happened. And the one in my yard was out there all through winter and it never rusted or anything. Cause I remember thinking that and I thought at first I was going to bring it in and I thought I should, you know, secure it. I know they're not cheap by any means, but then I thought, I think it's better test if I don't bring it in just to see what, it, you know, how long it lasts. And so I just left it and it did fine. Like no rust, no issue. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this thing's pretty quick, good quality. Yeah. We but, actually, it's funny you say that our, our very first customer was ducks unlimited. That was our, when we launched first customer Ducks Unlimited uh, and they bought 10 of them. And that first thing they did is they took it out and they stuck it in the ground and it was there from opening dove until af well after duck season into, into snow goose season. And they just left it. And he's like, there's no reason for me to bring it in. And I asked him, I was like, well, how did it hold up? And he goes, it was there all year, still great. Pulled it down about, uh, I think it was a couple months ago, he pulled it down took it in, brushed off some of that red dirt from out in West Texas and got to put it back up. So, Wow. That's cool. You know, I, when I think of this product, um, when I think of the marketing for the product, I, I, you know, the, the one thing that for the bow hunting part of this, I, I recognize there's multiple parts of this for you guys. So it's not as simple as just one area. Um, but for the, uh, for the bow hunting segment, I really, imagine um this product in a, like a total archery challenge like situation where you guys come to that show you bring your sample product you actually stick them in the ground by the shooting lanes and people can actually hang their bows on it and people are like what is this you know what i mean this thing is amazing right so i feel like it's one of those things where once people see it they're going to most likely buy it or want to buy it you know it's, it's going to happen fast but it's, again, it's those products that you don't think of that people don't think of that they end up wanting once they actually see it. So pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, anyone who, most people, I should say, in the archery world are familiar with bow tree, right? You see a bow tree, you know, it's, it's basically wire bent. It's a great product that works, you know, to hang your bow, but it's not going to be something you leave out there for months on end and, 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 and it not deteriorate or bend or fall over in some way. It's and, not packable. Uh, huh? It's not packable. It's, yeah, and it's not packable. Not you can take yeah, with. I mean, it's it's just one piece that you got to lug around versus ours is packable, comes apart, uh, anodized aluminum, it's lightweight, has multiple uses. But we actually took our, we went to TAC in San Antonio, what was that, a month ago? Mm -hmm. A month ago. And we took some out there. Uh, and we just said, Hey, can we put these out on the range? And they said, sure. So we threw them out on the archery range. I think we put five of them out there with our beverage and rod holders with our extension tube that threads into the beverage and rod holder that you can put arrows in. Um, we set it out there and there was bow trees out there too. Um, and one thing we found, like Jason said, is we listened to customers. We noticed that when someone looked at the product, 
right? You're used to seeing a bow tree or you're used to seeing limb hangers, right? I mean, it's just like a wire with a little loop at the end. Ours is more of an angle and it's because we designed it for different things. Um, and we realized, okay, we need to make, we need to make a new top. And that's what we did. And thank goodness we're made in America and we'll be getting the prototype this, this week actually, where it's going to be more designed and designated for, you know, bow limb. Right. So the, the, the struggle that we have when we talk to customers is, Hey, we want to be able to hang two bows on this without them bumping limbs. Right. So right now we have three different hangers on there. And if you hang two bows on there, they're going to touch. Right. And if we create quote unquote, the traditional bow hanger off the top, there's just two that come off the sides. So you can hang a bow on both sides and you're off to the races. So we just, I mean, again, you take, you take the recommendations of the customers and run with it. And, and we think it's, it's going to be a big change just, just for the curb appeal, right? People that see it will understand what it is for more. Like when we were at the range in San Antonio, people were hanging their backpacks on it and people were putting their arrows and everything in the rod holder cup holder, but they weren't hanging their bow from it. And I, I would physically walk up to them. Hey guy, look, I mean, you hang your bow from this. And they're like, Whoa, really? So it just <laughs> yeah. it took a little explaining and showing people. And because again, you come out with a new bow, Matthew comes out with a new bow, Hoyt comes out with a new bow. Some people know what a bow does, right? People know what a shotgun does. So you new brands, all that stuff. There's not a whole lot of brand awareness that needs to happen. Uh, a brand education, excuse me. With ours, there's a lot of brand education. Just people see this, you show a picture of this to somebody and they're a little perplexed on what all they're going to do with it or what exactly it's used for. And then you start showing them all the different uses and they're like, whoa, this is something I can use for archery season. This is something I can use in the summer practicing archery. This is something I can use fishing with my kids. Something I can use camping. I mean, it's not something you, this is something Jordan says, is it's not something you put away at the end of the season. No. This is oh, my, my mind's do. racing on all the things yeah. I could use this thing. I'll, I'll say you said camping. Room. I'm like, wait a minute. Wow. No, could you could put one camping? out to each of every cornhole board. You could fish it. I mean, yeah. I got so many yeah, beer holders. <laughs> you put your beer and whatever you want in there. So what's funny about the cornhole Jeez. thing, right? So um we throw oh, back a lot, right? <laughs> and uh we have we have a light attachment that we've been working on for a while. And it, it, it's like a, it's a circle, right? It's a disc and the light all shines down 360 perfectly. So you actually wrap it around the top of the pole. We'll put one right behind each board, right? With our beverage holders, put your beer in there, put your drink in there, whatever. And then when it gets dark, turn that light on. I mean, and it lights up each board just beautifully. It could be pitch black, no light with those two light attachments. It's money. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. It's, I, it's I'm, money. I'm in. It, it's cool i mean <laughs> it's exciting it really is um, we're partial can you tell <laughs> yeah. if, if you have a good imagination i mean you can use it just for anything right so yeah, that's cool gosh we and, were at uh, premium you know we were at hill country hoedown right and the way our our table is set up is we've got our three uh bases set up on top of the table so this table's what three and a half foot tall. So that's where the base of the stakes are. And then the poles extend way up from there. Jordan's using it to, as a tell, you know, you've been to a, a, a apparel store or something like that. They got that big, long stick. They reach way up there to get clothes down and stuff. Jordan's hooking stuff on there, reaching up, hanging stuff on the <laughs> high end dry. And I'm like, bro, well, I, yeah, use your that's imagination. Awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Have you guys ever thought of, um, a, a base that can take the pole on cement or something harder. No reason I'm asking is like, man, I would love to use it in our studio, but I, I don't have anything to push it in the ground. We'd have to go on some sort of hard floor. That's flat. You know, there's, there's another customer uh, question. We've, we've had a lot of those and yes, we're, we've, we're exploring it. Um, that is an idea that we want to move forward with. Uh, it's just, it's just another thing that's taking time. Like we're working on a, our coming out with a backpack this year. We've got, we've got quite a few things that we're coming out with, but, uh, Jordan and I, again, doing everything made in America. Um, we're lucky there is no, uh, language barrier and the 
the prototype stages and all that are, are relatively quick, but finding those people that do some of these things is a challenge because a lot of that stuff has left the States over the last generation. Right. So yeah. um, it's funny. I, I there's used to be called offshoring and uh, there's a new term it's called inshoring. Everybody's inshoring stuff, bringing stuff back to the States, which is great. But again, the people that have been here that weathered the storm and made it through uh, everybody leaving the country, now they're so inundated with work, it's hard for us to get that time from them to design some of these things. Yeah, makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I want to point out for those who you know haven't clicked over the website yet or are planning to, if you're into any sort of like turkey hunting or anything with guns, really, these guys uh, geniusly created a top that will hold with a magnet that actually holds ammo which is pretty sweet so if you like i was turkey hunting the other day and you, i can only hold like three shells in my gun so like this would be great if you're sitting in a turkey blind you know you're gonna hold your gun on this you could hang it on there take it off and have a couple extra rounds around that magnet it's pretty sweet good idea by the way yeah that, that i think that jordan that came from from when we were out in lubbock right no it was when we were out camping with darby and we saw that trout fisherman. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We were we were doing a photo shoot early on, and we, we saw a trout fisherman. And we're like, hey, let's go ask him if he thinks he'd do something like this. So we walk over there. He's, you know, throwing a line out. And we're like, hey, what do you think about this? Giving him the rundown, how it works. And he's like, you know what would be cool? He's like, if, if this had a magnet on there. And we're like, well, how come? He said, man, I can't tell you how many times I've leaned over to do something and my favorite fly falls off in the frigid cold water and I don't want to stick my hand in there and reach it and grab it and we're like oh yeah okay so like then we thought where can we put this magnet and the top was a perfect spot so it caught us thinking okay yeah you can pick up a fly with it you know at the end of a hunt we're always picking up our shells you know extend that bad boy out there grab a couple shells throw them in the boat um and uh then using it even just in in your spot when you're waterfowl hunting, you know, keep your three shells there. They're close. Uh, you know, you got some in your shell pouch, but if you can just do this real quick, it's nice. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, turkey hunting, that's a great idea too. Yeah. Magnet, that magnet will hold your iPhone too. The new iPhone's got magnets on the back. <laughs> and that magnet is so strong. It's a, it's a hundred pound pull force. So. Can we add a charger? Can we add a charger to it? So it's charging. <laughs> All kinds of things. It's funny you say that. People have asked, like, can, can you make it? Can you put a USB charger in this thing? And I was like, it is hollow. Yeah, <laughs> make the stick solar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sometimes we get some pretty funky requests. And we're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure. That's hilarious. What's, what's great, though, is because people see us as problem solvers, uh, we have gotten a lot of customers reaching out to us with some phenomenal ideas. And and it's not, I mean, it's in our realm, right? It's, it's in the waterfowl industry. It's in all of the hunting industry, but it's, it's not what we make currently. So we're like, shoot, I mean, that's a great idea. Let's, let's run with it. So we've been very fortunate to, to be viewed as um, some, maybe a problem solving company in the industry. So people have, have shared some pretty cool ideas. with us. Yeah, I, I can see how this would be appealing to, um, turkey hunters as well and i know you people might not think that you know like here's a good example right so like jamie and i just got back from turkey camp he did get a turkey nice job jamie nice job congratulations um but the ticks were rampant right ticks were everywhere so it would be nice to put your backpack off the ground and not on the ground right so just just things like that or if you if you had two jackets on you want to take one off i don't want it on the ground where like ticks and ants one of the blinds had an ant infestation Right. So I wouldn't want to put my bag on the ground is my point. So right. this, this type of thing would be very helpful. Uh, just even if in a ground blind, you know, if, if you can make it short enough, which I think you can, uh, is oh, that, that's, is that and that's, that's what I was about to bring up is the fact that it telescopes so low and goes so high for 27 to 67 inches, right. You can use it in a ground blind. That's one of our big things. Actually, uh, uh, the president of ducks unlimited came to our booth at the ducks unlimited banquet and goes, you know what, you know how I'm going to use this thing. I'm going to stab it in the ground in my, in my bow blind. And I'm going to hang my bow from that thing whenever I'm hunting, because I'm, I mean, all these uh, bow, I forget what they call them, but they clip on that, the bottom. 
I mean, they're great, but they add weight to the bow. It's, it's just sometimes if you're not practicing with that all the time, it can be a little different. Well, in this case, you can leave that thing in your blind all year long and just have a place to hang your bow. Yeah, so. this, <laughs> I, I feel like if you're out there and, you know, sometimes you don't think of these things, right? And this is one of those products where you just don't think about it when you're buying a bow. You just, it's not something you think of, like, oh, I need somewhere to hang my bow. Well, you just spent 1100 bucks on the bow without accessories, right? you don't want to set it on the ground when you go shoot your bow in your backyard. So like, I guess my point is this guys in this, in this story, you guys sent me two of these poles. They're absolutely incredible. This is a product I would go buy with my own money. I'm not going to lie. Like this is something I'd want in my yard at all times. So when I go out to shoot, I have a hanger. I can put my bow on it. Um, you know, the beverage beverage and rod holder and the beverage cup holders, I'd want both those accessories because of course I never thought of that. I didn't know you guys had those. So like that idea that I could put a beer there or whatever, me and Jamie are shooting bow one day in, the, in my yard to have that ability to do that and hang my, put my phone in there or something. That's awesome. Like take my keys out. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. is really cool. So, I mean, you know, I see you guys offer this, like, um, when I was looking at the polls, it shows you could buy like multiple ones. You get a discount if you buy more than one. You right. got water, swatter, sky buster. So just different ones. Hail Marys. If you buy 10 of them, you get 200 bucks savings. I'd recommend anybody as a pro shop that has an outdoor portion of this to literally consider the sky buster or the Hail Mary to get five or 10 of these poles in your, in your range. Because I'm telling you, this is like one of the coolest, easiest, simplest things. And it, and it lasts, you know, if it didn't last, it's one thing. I wouldn't even have you guys on here, but since it, since it did weather the storm of the winter, I, I was, I was extremely impressed after using it. And no, we, we offer appreciate warranty. That. That's, that's something you don't get from a lot of companies nowadays. We offer a two-year warranty on all of our ABS plastics, uh, one year on your pole. So, I mean, you actually get, you can go beat this thing up and, and be confident that we stand behind it. So, yeah. And, and the, the good news is it's portable, right? So like right. I can put it in my yard, I can go shoot my bow all I want. And then when Kevin calls me and says, Hey, we're going to bear camp next week, I can take it down very easily take it with me to bear camp in Canada, put it back up at the, you know, at our range outside, outside our camper and, and start shooting again. Right. And my bow never touches the ground. And to be honest, I could just, I see, I see this as one of those accessories that really needs to be right next to the good, the premium bows, because I feel like if you buy a bow, that's that kind of money you're going to look over and see and go, I got to have it. Right. <laughs> I mean, that investment. I mean, $2,000 bow on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Crossbow. $1,200 shotgun. And they, you see these guys setting them on the ground. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I just or did it. I mean, honestly, air. this just happened to me. It's so funny that, that this actually just happened because I didn't have the pole. I forgot the poles in the trailer from last year. And I thought the poles only at my house. And I, this, so this past weekend, we were a turkey hunt. I was practicing the bow. I kept putting my bow on the ground. I kept thinking that I'm like, how stupid am I? Where the hell's that pole at? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. And it was there too. That's what makes me more mad when I think about it. It was literally in the trailer. So God. we've had some guys that were out turkey hunting this season and they'd be like two buddies that are going to go out turkey hunt together and they each have a utility pole and they would take a camo net and throw it in their pack and they'd go walk around and they'd hear turkeys, you know, they'd sit, you know, sit at the base of a tree, whatever. They'd stake both of them down, take a camo net, hook it on the front of the hook right and basically create like a little blind sit behind it wait for the turkeys to come in and on the inside there's still two hooks that you can actually utilize so they put their stuff up be sitting there and you know if something comes in great if not wow. keep going and that was just one more thing that we never thought about That's a good idea yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome you got a blind on the chase go. them around guys during earth like me yeah <laughs> and it helps it helps it helps you know stay covered so you can get some footage get camera you know footage video you know and, and you're you're on the go you're on the move it's it's not cumbersome so that that was something that i was really excited to see this year that's really cool so what's what do you guys have in the works what's your plans i guess coming up this year do you do you guys have any um big hunts coming up or new products coming out uh i guess give us a little insight what's going on in 22 here with you guys well i mean one thing we're putting together and we're working a lot on right now is is to kick off the season in, a, in the right way we're going to do uh big hunt with our with our buddies at final descent and long neck outfitters out in lubbock uh get a lot of just good people together and and kick it off right i mean uh, one of the things that i feel like in our industry is 
we do work a lot during that time of year. So we don't get to go and do the hunts that we want to do. So um, that's, that's one good one we're going to be on this year that I'm, I'm really pumped about. It's a big uh, dub hunt. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So shout out to final descent and long neck for, for helping us get this put together and get everybody together They do a big cookout and fish fry and all that stuff. So it's, awesome. it's a lot of fun. I'm it's really so excited. Fun. I'm hoping we get drawn for that Colorado pronghorn hunt. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got one of the things I I've covered uh, Colorado as part of my sales territory in my other life uh for for a long time and one of the things that i've always done is i'm always looking man i'm always keeping my eyes open if i see a piece of property with with a lot of mule deer elk pronghorn i'm i'm, I'm gonna stop and ask i i got bit by a dog i got shoot away with a shotgun <laughs> i mean but i finally got a guy that was kind enough and i mean they call me tex i've been up there long enough now that i've got a great relationship with them and like anytime you want to come, we'd love to have you. So we put in every year and, awesome. and uh, hopefully, hopefully Jordan and I, this will be Jordan's first time if we get drawn. So I'm, so I'm hoping cool. that fingers crossed. We get that well, one. I put in for my Michigan elk, so we'll see if I get it. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Is it, did you put in for, I've never hunted Michigan. Can you hunt the UP or do you have to, is there certain areas you have? Certain to area. No, it's only one herd, just one herd and it's in uh, Hillman. It's a uh, top top right corner, but it's not the upper peninsula. Okay. And so. uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a gun hunt. It's going to be, if I was to pull it, it's for, I put in for a bull, but you have to hire a guy. It's all private lands. You can't, gotcha. the way it works is they, the, the private company, the private lands give access to the DNR. I'm sure they get paid for it, you know? And, and, and so people can, you have to hire a guide and the guy takes you across those lands to get to a certain elk. Um, and uh so we'll see i you know like i said i'm mainly a bow hunter so it's a little bit different for me when picking up a gun but um it'll be exciting I, and you know it's just it's flat land here it'd be almost impossible to get a, up on it with a bow yeah it's, it's definitely not from what i hear is not as exciting as going out west basically like you show up to a meeting yeah. with a bunch of farmers and they're like hey this one's wrecking my corn why don't you come shoot it? Just come on out. That's how Michigan so we'll Texas hunting. And then. it's like what it's like once, yeah. it's like once in a lifetime thing. You're either gonna get one or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get another tag. It's it. So once I pull it, yeah. Have to go and have to pay the money and get it done. So yeah. Well, see, I pulled my bear one last year, but I didn't get I didn't get one. It was sucked. I we were close, but couldn't get it done. Man. You're back I gotta wait here? nine years. Yeah. <laughs> You waited nine years and you pulled a black bear and you didn't see one. For certain areas in Michigan, that yeah, yeah, Kevin got a view of it. Seven, eight points. Yeah, about some, seven, some areas it's couple. But there was bear in the area. We had a friend who was baiting it for us, and uh, Kevin saw this bear once, like quick. I mean, it was in and out, and um, like a glance too, not even like a full view, just like glanced it. But um, it just didn't work. You know, we just didn't get lucky. It, it, and they're very skittish. It's not like uh, Canada black bear, which we've done, and that was a lot easier in this than Michigan black bear. Michigan black bear is so difficult. Is it um, just but, pressure, or why? I don't know, Kevin. What do you think? Um, I think I think they're just uh, more used to being around human beings, so they're a lot more leery. In Canada, it's so much wilderness. They they're not. There's not a lot of fear up there. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin's hunting the most that. bear out of all of us here, so he's got probably what? How many bears do you have, Kevin? Like six? Five, I think. Five. Yeah. So we we tried. We were we hunted pretty hard. I mean, I didn't hunt hard enough. I could have stayed another couple of days, but I decided to bug out because it just wasn't. There was nothing happening. You can't shoot a uh, was it? You couldn't shoot a sow, Kevin? Is that right? It was something weird. Or you can't shoot uh, a sow with cubs. You could shoot a sow. You just can't have cubs with it. And we had a. The one that was coming in on camera had cubs with it most. That was the problem, yeah. So the second yeah. spot, that was the issue. So the first spot, we weren't seeing anything. Second spot, that was the problem. So the one that was coming in had, sow, had cubs. And so you get to this position like, do you want to, like, I don't really want to be in the woods with 
with Cubs at all if I don't have to be because of danger zone. Like, it's just, yeah. like, not a good place to be. Like, if we were sitting there and the Cubs came through and then you got this mama bear. So that was interesting to me and, and a little bit nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. But I nothing is nerve-wracking. Just can't right there. Danger zone. <laughs> I know. I, some, I was just here. My buddies all went that and said it was awesome. I got to oh, go so get to bad. the movies. Oh, I want to see it. <laughs> Do those Kevin, still, did you pull- movie theater still exist? Yeah. <laughs> there's so there's oh, a yeah. few around us. They're nice now though. They're not like jammed in where you can never find a seat. It's like assigned seats and they're big recliners. That's awesome. Kevin, did you put in for the bear? Uh you know what? I don't think I got it in. Is it over already? Uh, I think it's the end of you got another few days. I think oh, it's baby, end of May. Hurry up. You know, guys, a, where are you, I haven't even asked. Where are you guys located? I mean, Michigan, North of Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit area. Yeah. My dad's from Ypsilanti. Oh, okay. oh nice. Yeah. That's so, hilarious. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it was crazy. <laughs> I went up there as a kid. We used to go to the Cherry Festival up there. Traverse uh, City. Traverse and yeah, in Traverse yeah. City. And so my dad, right? I mean, he wanted to show us his hometown and all that stuff. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I've never been like he's it was like going back in time. I mean, he's like this. this my house hasn't changed since I was a kid. This tree is still the wow. same tree. Everything was the same. And down here, man, my dad still lives in my childhood home. And every time I go back, there's something new, something different. The roads yeah. have changed. Just my gosh. And but it was nice, man. You go up there, you're having like we were up there. Uh, I think it was Lake Michigan we were on, and it was. It was June or July, and we're in sweatshirts, sweatpants, having a bonfire on the beach, dude. I was like, this is heaven. I was born for this. No, it's we'll awesome be up there up soon. There. What, yeah. A couple weeks, right? Nope. We'll be in Travis yeah. City for the Total Archery Challenge. Yeah. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, Kevin, you were saying something? Yeah, the other problem with the bear hunt was the same weekend as the youth hunt. Yeah, they did that again. Uh, oh, that's why I rushed home last yeah. year. I couldn't remember why I left a little early, and that was why. Yep, forgot about that. Yeah, and and, uh, you, and are you gonna uh, put in for it, No Boom or, or Kevin? You guys gonna put in to get it or no? I'm gonna put in for it. No, I yeah, got. I'll go back. I'll I film. got five points, so this will be my sixth point, I think. If you guys haven't been to the Upper Peninsula, of Michigan, man, I tell you, it's like a different world. It's, yeah, um, it's just like you were saying, and nothing's changed. I've been going it's like to the God's same, country. Our cabins, yeah. you know, we got it. We got it back about the same area, and everything. <laughs> you're just like whoa yeah. kevin and uh yeah kevin and jamie have been going for a lot longer than me but you know um every time i go up there it's like you you get across the bridge going across the bridge is an experience in its own in fact i've been trying to film it for years just to show people what it's like because it's like you're at disney or something you're literally get on it and this you tune into this am radio station and it's like the mackinac bridge it sounds like it's from like 1936 <laughs> the mackinac bridge the mighty mac was born in 19 or whatever it was you know they go it's 50 it's like it's like five miles of cables strand across the and it's got this like music that's like <laughs> you explain it it's just amazing it feels that's like awesome. you're listening to 1930 broadcast and it's got the best music the best it's like sounds like it's like hard to hear it like static you know so cool, it is awesome. cool. i've heard hey, you- my dad my dad used to hunt at a, a there's a hunting camp up there he used to go to with his his father and i've never been up into that peninsula but he has told me about the swamp bucks and i mean just monster whitetail up in there and stuff like that all those you know all those big fish stories that's kind of gone away oh really (laughs) there's not monster bucks up there anymore oh our cabin's right next to a thirty thousand acre hunt club uh, sportsman's club wow so pretty nice I, I just feel like once you once you cross that bridge you get that first you know like i said that first audio and it's really and you're going over the bridge it's beautiful right then you get over and it's like it's just the most fresh air like i can't explain it it's just yeah. totally i feel like i'm somewhere like not even in michigan yeah it's crazy and then it's beautiful just gorgeous like when it's clear skies it's like clear skies and you get up towards uh, lake superior and you take well, to go to Kevin's camp. I go to I go. We would go north as far as you can go, then go left, which would be west. 
and then take that all the way basically to his hung camp which what once you get to superior up in that area it is just the most gorgeous freshest air like you just feel like you're somewhere in alaska or somewhere like completely different <laughs> it's uh-huh. absolutely incredible so even, kevin if even, you pull the tag i'm going see the northern lights sometimes yeah oh man really yeah have yeah, you guys have, have you guys hunted northern canada no but we've hunted alaska oh so right. well that's cool yeah that's Winters. really cool so Kevin usually goes, uh, it took us one year to Canada. Um, and we hunted, what, what was that? Uh, you guys, we hunted, it was like Queensland or something. Or White River. Oh yeah. The forest, but yeah. White but how River, big was Ontario. it? It was like miles. Yeah. I don't even it know. Four, it, was, it was like 45 minutes to get to our blinds. Right. Yeah. It was insane. Wow. What? Down a logging yeah. road. Scariest, <laughs> the scariest shit I've ever no, done. No cell life. phone service, no radios, no, no guns. You can't carry a gun. Yeah. If you fall it out of the tree, it's all over. And you're by yourself. So once they drop you off, it's not them. So forget it. You get you get to your hunt camp, and now you're just you and your your team. So for us, it was Jamie, myself, John Cedar. There's a bunch of Kevin, us, Bob, Chris. And so we go then as a cluster into the forest 30 miles in, 40 miles in, dropping each other off. Um, and so we went, what do we do? Like teams of two or three like, per remember. car. Yeah. So that car would drop one guy, drop another guy, park, and then go to his spot, come back the same way, pick up. Uh, but it was the scariest. I mean, being out there like that with no protection besides some bear mace, it was just literally very hard Jordan, for me mentally. That, we went, <laughs> Jordan and I, we flew into, so we, right. We flew from here to Seattle, Seattle to Anchorage, Anchorage, all the way up to Prudhoe Bay. Then we got in a truck, right, and drove south, what, 40, 50 miles, mm. hopped on an airboat, right, did another Holy 10 miles God. or so on an airboat, and then they dropped solo, just Jordan and I dropped us on this little spot and said, good luck. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds like what we did, but now that's way more like going, traveling. Do you guys, were you guys carrying sidearms? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. What'd you guys carry for that? What you had a 357, didn't you, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. And then I had a 45. So I relied on him to shoot first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had, yeah, we had this conversation we a lot. I don't know why yeah. it comes up a lot, but we're the conversation was, and if you had to choose between the two, Springfield XDE 45. I think it's like eight round, seven, eight round single stack or 10 millimeter Glock 20. 10 mil all day. And it has a lot more rounds, like 16 rounds or more something. rounds. And it's faster. I think for that hunt, for sure. I think for that, for, for Alaska, I think I definitely, but Kevin brought up a good point when him, I asked him this question about a couple of weeks ago, he said, but you got to also look at weight. Like you got to carry this freaking thing the whole time. Right. right? Oh, don't but, you remember we were talking to that Brown bear guide. Right. And he it doesn't said, really matter. no, he goes, the bigger bullets get caught up in the fat. So mm-hmm. he said, use oh. nine millimeter. And I was like, Really? <laughs> Dude, everybody I've ever talked to always You're right. He did say that. Yeah. Because the I was like, you're full of it. <laughs> Forgot about that. I've always been told speed, speed with a bear like that. I had the 45 and I got a 357 after that hunt because everybody in Alaska carried a 357. They're like, it's it's the speed. Right. You need the speed. It's not oh. the size of the round, it's the speed because you can literally shoot a bear in the face and and no that's that's what he was saying yeah. they had to yeah. sleep in, they had to sleep inside the damn thing like that we got to find that podcast that that story was just insane they got caught in a yes. storm and they had to like oh, star yeah. star wars it and sleep inside the damn bear like I, yeah like, oh, oh yeah I'm like you know what about that. <laughs> i'm good <laughs> luke skywalker oh, yeah what was that one? I forgot. I You're can't right. remember his name, but he was he was nuts. I'm like, that's that's absolute insanity. So 10 millimeter uh, muzzle velocity is 1275 feet per second, and the 357 Sig muzzle speed is 1225 feet per second. So you're right; they're right about the same speed per, per second. So it doesn't matter which one you get. In that but case, four, but you know 45? what? 45 is like that, a lot less. That's like yeah, isn't it like 900? Isn't it? Yeah, I think it's 700. But let's look it up. Uh, speed. Uh, I just, three, I've always four, been told that with that, it's got to be fast. 830. Again, I mean, 
Make yeah, like sports uh was it sportsman's or somebody did a, a big study on bear mace versus gun and they're like man you got better luck it's like shooting a buckshot right with the bear mace so i mean i don't know i carried both the mace and the and yeah the we carried both we carried both 830 830 is pretty yeah. slow in my opinion yeah. that's pretty slow yeah that's pretty slow uh, nine millimeters 1400 Woo, really? probably yeah, why he's smaller said it, yeah what were you guys what were you guys hunting in alaska caribou yep. caribou. so okay. our first trip we went out with uh caribou and moose tags and then the second time was just caribou tell about the first time jay that was nuts oh boy ah oh, that was a trip um so we were driving up to toke alaska right chicken chicken no yep. we drove through chicken up towards eagle right 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 yeah yeah Anyway, we rent a truck, we load up, we fly, we fly in, we rent a truck, and we call. We're like, hey, we just want to make sure they're 10-ply tires. And they're like, yeah, they're 10-ply tires. Okay, perfect. We get on the road, and this road was no road. I don't know. They, don't, they shouldn't have called it a road. And uh, we had – how many flat tires did we have? Four. Holy shit. That's what four. happens at that Canada thing we went through. And we broke – and it wasn't yeah. like how many – one of them was we broke the cable in the tire. So the t- tire was, you couldn't plug it. It was trash. Yeah. Wow. And we didn't have plugs. So on our way to camp, on our way to camp, we had four. And we had to go back to town, find some tire shop, buy some used tires. And we're like, you know what? It wasn't even a tire shop. Else. Remember, it was a, it was a uh, junkyard. Junkyard. And the guy had, junkyard. he was younger than us and he had no teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Did no teeth he's like yeah i'll sell you some tires we're like okay cool we need them <laughs> so we buy tires we buy tires we buy plugs make it to camp finally you know have the hunt um we were we were hunting the 40 mile herd and didn't see a caribou they just didn't wow. migrate 14, to us quick days. 14 wow. days in a tent we were roughing it these aren't fancy hunts we don't have cooks we're not in a fancy right. tent we're wow. in a little two man each um i almost suffocated and it died yeah <laughs> i bought an yeah. amazon tent and it literally wow. it almost suffocated and killed me it oh, yeah it didn't crazy. vent it didn't vent yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean it was you know the the um the hunts that always are miserable end up being the most fun to think about later right. on you know so just the we'll, we'll remember that forever and we'll always tell that story but um family friend that went up there with us he's a resident and he ended up shooting a bull moose so that was cool just seeing one of those things you know right right there you know i mean they're just they're gigantic i had I never the seen thing them. i took away was the nose remember the nose jordan yeah it was like so, so jiggly flappy, oh yeah. my gosh yeah <laughs> one day. it was so nice to eat something other than a mountain house it was so good <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> How'd you get? We just boiled it. That's crazy. Uh, I learned my. Go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah. How did you get it out of there? I mean, did you get the meat out, or did you have to leave half of it? Or I mean, there's no. So yeah, I mean, Alaska is super strict when it comes to packing out. Like, you can't leave more than a square inch of meat on any part. So that thing was stripped so clean, but um thankfully when we were up there we had met some guys that had a big camp spot and they had hauled up some um some atvs or utv and they they were watching us from up high that we you know he had shot this moose we we're over there gonna help him pack it out next thing we hear them coming down the hill thank god they you know <laughs> did the winch out winch it up on the back pulled it all the way back to camp for us and we wow. didn't we didn't have to we didn't have to hoof it out which was you know, big because it was thick, yeah. dense. I mean, goodness gracious, it would have been amazing. doing wheelies the whole way back. That yeah, was just, uh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I hope that was like a 900 cc uh, four wheeler. <laughs> I don't know it was, what it was. It was a 900 XP Ranger, and yeah. the thing, even, I mean, even that, like he had a winch on top, which would go back to winch it up into the bed, and it still was way over the capacity. He's like, yeah, these things weigh more than the towing capacity this thing so i gotta get a new wow. one next year. i don't care if i destroy this one i was like hmm, okay 
Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So 14 you, days was a cool camping trip, essentially, for us at that point. Beautiful area to be, though. It was. You guys got some good pictures. Oh, my gosh. A ton. A ton. And then two years later or a year later, we went back. The blueberries. Remember the blueberries uh, when we were there? My pants are still purple to this day oh, from yeah. the amount of blueberries that were there. For the first three days, that's all I ate. I had the runs. Oof. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> pay for that i'll tell you guys one thing i learned my lesson uh years ago we're tense you're talking about tents uh me and tim uh tim's not on tonight normally he's on but tim and i when we got out of college one of the first things we did is we went to yellowstone we're like oh we gotta get the heck out of here let's just do some sweet adventure right so we pack him me him and his brother pack up in his jeep barely with anything you know barely any money or anything we just drive all the way to yellowstone and we get into yellowstone and we're supposed to camp and uh, I look around and I see all these like tents, right? But they're like military looking tents. Like they're tight, real tight to the ground. And, um, you know, there's just like, there's, there's something over them, like a canvas thing. And that's tight to the ground. So I'm like, I, and I'm a hunter, right? Tim was never a hunter and, and neither was his brother. And I, I said to him, I go, guys, I don't know, man. I mean, you guys got like a Coleman Walmart tent. I, I, <laughs> this don't look right to me. Like I just looking around, these people obviously know something we don't look at these tents. They're like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. So I'm like, you know what? I'll help you guys put the tent up. I'll sleep in the car. <laughs> and so that night, no joke, biggest storm comes in. And I woke up in the morning and the tent was flat. And all you see is their bodies like outlined by the <laughs> tent. <'cause they're... laughs> I just had that, that hunting instinct that knew something wasn't right when I saw all these other people with these. I mean, no one had a tent like that. Don't like you have to have tent. like a hard shell camper now in Yellowstone? You can't even camp there, can you? I believe so. Yeah. I think the, if you have yeah. a camper, it has to be hard shell. Yeah. But I don't know about tents. I don't know what the rule is. Jordan, I think tents. we broke the rules then. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Maybe it was just campers, but yeah. You know. We drove to Alaska in 2019 from here. Drove all the way to Alaska, Oof. and we stayed in uh, in uh, Yellowstone. But we had a rooftop tent, so maybe that's different. But yeah. That sounds like that's a good funny. trip. What yeah, state are you guys in? Texas. Oh, okay. Yep. How long? How long did that take? Uh, I was gone 32 days. Jason was Holy gone cow. 12, 14, something like that. I can't. You fly in? No, we drove. He, wow. Yeah, he drove. He drove with me to. So we were driving to Juno, um, and once we got to Juno, we hung out for a week, and then he had to fly back. And then I ended up driving back myself all the way down, you know, the West Coast. It was freaking awesome. How long is that drive? I missed that part. All the pictures. It says. Trip of a lifetime is three three thousand seven hundred and sixty five miles one way. Wow! Holy cow! Yeah. How many days was that? Couldn't afford the gas for that now. Nope. No. <laughs> yeah. Screw that. We won't make this political. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Um, it took us five. We, we RV. five days. We we went from here, uh, from wow. here to. Uh, uh, whitewater rafting in New Mexico, and then from we did the uh, what was the company called, Jordan? For whitewater rafting? Yeah. Uh, New Mexico River Adventures. Yeah, so we did that, and then from there we went to we Colorado. made it to Yellowstone, didn't we? Um, no, we stopped in Colorado, and then from Colorado we got to Yellowstone. Oh yeah, so yeah, and then Glacier National, Banff National. Banff was uh, gorgeous. Oh my gosh, I've so always cool. said. If you don't have the time to do that kind of a drive, which most people don't, fly into Denver, rent a little RV and drive from Denver to Banff National Forest. That is the most beautiful drive I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Once you get up into the past Banff and you get into the, the western side of, uh, of Canada, man, it got hot and flat. It was crazy. So that was, that was interesting to see the topography change like that from the Rocky mountains, essentially you get onto the Western side and it was just flat and hot. I mean, when we hit, when we hit, uh, uh, the pass in at, uh, uh, Yellowstone, it was May 17th and it was a blizzard. It was a whiteout. So that for Texas boys was fascinating because that home is a hundred degrees. Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. 
All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for chatting with us tonight. We learned a lot. Um, it's always fun to break away from the business talk and talk some other stuff. So that was a lot of fun tonight. Uh, if you're out there, go to highanddryoutdoors.com to learn more uh, about what these guys do and what they have. I definitely recommend it. And again, it's not that expensive, especially when you're paying a lot of money for your archery bow and or other products that you might want to not you know, put on the ground and hang anyway. Uh, but right. two cool accessories, guys. Great idea, Jason, uh, Jordan. Good idea, guys. And uh, we look forward to chat more with you over time so where can everybody go to find everything besides your website uh you can find us on instagram at high and dry underscore underscore um there and the website are going to be where you're going to get your most content and, and options to shop and feel free to reach out to us we've got a on our website if you have any questions or concerns you have a live chat option on there where you can talk to either one of us so yeah you're actually talking to us not someone else <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you, guys. Oh, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. As usual, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Bow Hunter Planet podcast. Your support is so appreciated. If you love archery and bow hunting, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media as we have a lot more great content to share. We'll see you soon. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.